Well, we have two stories here on the mountains, and the mountain place was, in the, in the scriptures, the place where God dwelt. Um, in the story of Moses going up on the mountain or the burning bush, and, and the highest mountain was God's special mountain, the highest mountain where he would dwell and, and he would meet the needs of everybody. So these scriptures today are filled with promise and hope. But that's the Old Testament. The New Testament, Jesus is also uh, at a mountain place, at the mountain, and crowds are coming to him for healing. They're deformed and mute and deaf and blind and every other possible problem. And he meets all their needs. They bring him to his feet. He cures them, and they walk away whole. Everybody's amazed. Look, the mute are speaking. The blind can see. The deaf are hearing. Oh, my God, what is this? That's part one. But part two, then, something happens. These people have been with Jesus, he says, for three days. And Jesus notices the concern. Nobody brings it up. No apostles, not the people. Jesus says, Wait a minute, these people have been here three days and they have no food. I don't want them to go home and they might collapse on the way. So then this scene happens. And it's, the language is really important because seven is the number of perfection in the Bible. Whenever you hear the word seven, that means perfect, complete. Everything is according to God's plan. It's just complete. So he says, he asks the question, how many loaves are there? Hmm, seven. There may be thousands of people. It depends on which gospel you read, the 3,000, 5,000, whatever. Seven loaves. Bring them to me. He blesses them and multiplies the bread and the fish. They give it to people. Everybody's satisfied. And at the end, to make the point even stronger, how many were left over? Seven baskets. This is a story of perfection. Now, here's where it applies to us, I think. If you and I do not think that God is on our side, if you and I do not think that God wants to satisfy our deepest needs, not the superficial ones, the deepest ones, where we hope, for example, where people are dying and they, they are able to connect with God in their last hours and say, God, I believe you're with me. I've seen people do this when I anoint them. I see faces that are contorted with pain suddenly become relaxed because they received the sacrament and they've received Christ at that moment. As they know they're dying and they don't feel alone anymore. This is God working at the deepest part of our soul. And I tell you, we have got to be people who believe that. We've got to go to the tallest mountain and believe that he's going to give us the most succulent foods, the best to drink, the best to eat, He's going to have seven baskets left over, filled, because he takes care of our needs. And it's in that conviction that we have to pray and ask for what we really, really need. Now, I tell people all the time, you know, because um, even myself, I'm not sure we really pray for what we need. For example, I'm 71, a new pain every day. Is anybody there with me? New pains all the time. I find it, I, uh, my, it's my right foot now, my heel. I'm saying, why on earth, you know, another one? Whatever, it is what it is. I don't say, God, take away the pain. God, make my foot well. I say, give me courage. Give me strength. Give me peace inside, uh, confidence that I know you're with me. That satisfies me. 
that touches me at the deepest part of my spirit because I don't expect God to take away the fog in the morning or make it rain tomorrow. I don't, really. But I expect God to be deep within my soul in a way that can encourage me and give me what I need so that I can deal with life, deal with life. Today, he's dealing with people. He's healing and loving and strengthening and feeding them and satisfying their deepest needs. We got to believe, we got to believe that he does the same with us.